hoes, take off your clothes, hoes, get naked. Hoes, take off your clothes, hoes, get naked. I'm about to pop hey, like this. Take bit. off your clothes, hoes, <laughs> get naked. Hoes, take off your clothes, pop that back. All right. What's the name of this motherfucking podcast? Cancel this podcast. <laughs> I forgot. Anyways, <laughs> shut up, person. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess I'll go first this time. Yo, this is the guy, Joshua B. Easy, aka Teddy Brown, aka the guy who doesn't give a fuck what you call him. Yeah. And uh, I'm Rob, aka the Devil of the Avenue. Although, listen to my voice, you can tell by the silver tongue. And I'm Gio the Loner, a.k.a. Malcolm Next. You might start with Martin, but you're going to get Malcolm Next. God, that's so stupid. No, it's fucking not. That- it makes sense. I'm going to start off peaceful, then I'm going to beat your ass. In in all fairness, one of us does say cancel these nuts at the end of every episode. Thank so you. I guess we're not in the... Cancel these nuts makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you can't cancel these motherfucking nuts. <laughs> and yet you did. So this is... What no. are we... This is cancel all lives matter, which God do all of us want that. And blue lives matter. Can we talk about how like that's also fucking offensive as shit at some point? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's get started somewhere, though. Because all these different stems of... This life matter, this life matter, this life matter. It's only to combat Black Lives Matter. It's only to take away and to diminish the focus of what we are trying to establish and what we stand for. So people are just doing it out of hate, spite, and just trying to get rid of our message. Like a sort of selfish like want for attention and need to be like the wounded one because everybody needs to be the one who you know and it's like hard for them to realize systemic racism mm-hmm. just because they don't see it in their everyday lives and all that stuff because they live in this fucking bubble that they never will understand they'll right. never understand ever right you know and i that's not to say i don't live in that same bubble but I recognize that I don't understand and I educate myself. These motherfuckers are never encouraged to because they just lead the same basic fucking lives and they don't, you know, like look outside the box. Speaking of which, you know, my ex came from the same town that they had like the newest generation of the KKK started in. Talk about the most basic whitewashed bullshit neighborhood of like nobodies. Mm. It's terrifying. Bro, this is why I made such a big deal. No, not Ludington. I'm sorry. What's the one east of us? East of us, Grand Rapids. Yeah, Ludington is where all those people. Grand Rapids is west. Yeah, that's west. Oh, is Ludington east? is where all those people go vacationing. No, um, um. Well, it can't be Detroit. Pinckney. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you know. It's a whole yeah. ass Grand River over there. I mean, uh, Grand Wizard there. Yeah, dude, like near Hell, Michigan, and all that stuff. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. It, it's terrifying. They're just and they're the tiniest small people too. So all of their little problems are the worst things in the world. Uh, there's a pandemic. We better go hurry up and get all of our toilet paper. That's those are the neighborhoods that bottle the toilet paper. Pinckney, Michigan, is so irrelevant. I can't even tell you where the fuck it's at. And everybody that comes there is so irrelevant that trust me, I bet you nobody famous ever came from Pinckney. Yeah, you know. And I specialize in geography and knowing where shit is. Yeah. I mean, I'm a truck driver. I was a truck driver. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, I know how to read a map and all mm-hmm. that kind of bullshit. But how bad is it? is it they had a prison near it? That's how bad it is. That's how bad that place is. Anyway, so, yeah, and those are the kind of places we're going to see right. all these Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter p- posters and, and flags and all that. Have you seen any of those in town? 
I think I've seen one truck with like one of those stupid ass black and white with a blue stripe down the middle, fucking flags. So stupid. Oh God, I know, but like that's the only place you're going to see the rest of them because they have to hide near each other. You know, I would bet money that a bunch of people from Pinkney came down to the Capitol uh, when they would couldn't get haircuts and all that shit. <laughs> I believe it. Wouldn't be surprised if Kelly was down there either. Anyway, so. they might have came down to the Capitol the day of the protest. <laughs> Say what? Said so they might have came down to the Capitol to the day of the protest. Yeah. And was the ones who started the violence shit. I mean, guaranteed, those are the, the people who are still out in restaurants and everything now trying to get their, get their perfect meal in and still like berating like servers and bartenders like it never happened because it didn't really affect them. Like, it's the same people that were out there protesting the place because honestly, all the other people know that the science doesn't point to us fucking being open. What's that mean? It means that the the World Health Organization says that in order to prevent the second wave or another, like, to continue to flatten the curve, we shouldn't have reopened any non-essential businesses without going at least two weeks without a new case. But economically, obviously, we couldn't handle that. Mm -mm. And by I say we couldn't handle that, our government couldn't afford to keep us alive that long. Right, to keep paying us and... Yeah, Don't our government sure. couldn't help us. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me how to fuck? This is what I don't understand, before, and I don't want to get too far off topic. Yeah, we're going to go right back to it. I with what you're too. saying yeah, I'm sorry. is the government that prints the money couldn't afford to give us that. And then on top of that, the money that they're giving us, they're not physically giving us money. Like most of these, most of this money is direct deposited. So technically, that's that's digital. That's digitally an idea. Okay, well, yeah. And here's the thing, man, is that like, and you got to realize, like, you know how I always tell you that middle, most middle class people and upper class people only think they're successful because they can man because they have barely managed debt. You know, they've just gone through a string of debt through their whole lives, and their Mm. their goal is to balance the books. I make this much extra money to make sure I can get all my necessities plus this much to save plus this much to pay off all of my debt, right? America does that to like the nth degree with everybody. We make sure to produce enough or get enough stuff from like celebrities and sports and all that stuff to pay off this much of our debt that year. That year, that way we can accrue this much more debt and pay off our loans from other countries who also do the same thing for us. Ours is just way greater. So just like the middle and the upper class, we only look like we're successful. We're still accruing debt all across the globe because we don't export anything. We export entertainment. That's it. We don't have like a natural that we don't use ourselves. We import almost everything in this country now. And so we're always going into debt. Yeah, what is America? We're not anymore, dude. We don't. Everybody else can do everything better than yeah. we can. Everything we wear says made in China. What do we export? No technology. That shit's not made here. Yeah, true. You know um, what you know what else though? You know what else is crazy? I just forgot. But we are getting off a topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're totally right. I actually have a really good way to wrap this back around, though. You know what? What? I'm sorry. Go ahead. What? Geo, I thought you had an idea. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, okay, good. That's a great thing. All right, so here's... <laughs> no, here's the thing. is like, you know what allowed us to have that much extra leisure time in order to like develop our culture so much that we became we got so much headway over the rest of the world culturally for so long, for like a couple hundred years? The subversion of a race. Yeah. 
I mean, without that, how do you explain how, how would the white man have had enough time to get leisure time? You know, you know that like the whole teenagers thing, that cl- the, that whole class of person teenager didn't exist before this, the, the, the 1910s. The class of what? Teenagers. So that teenager, the partying teenager, the rebellious teenager, uh-huh. that didn't exist before World War One. <laughs> Bruh, cancel class. Yeah, dude, no, like, they were they were held under strict, super, like, yeah, and so, like, it's weird to think that, like, uh, when America was formed, it was under the formation of having this, this ability to subvert an entire race of people that let them, under the imagination of being uh, successful, and they accumulated a debt, it just wasn't a financial debt, it was a karma debt, and that karma debt is coming back with, uh, with Bihaz. Bihaz, what's that? Black House Autonomous Zone. Oh, this is yeah. what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. So a Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone is an, a zone in Seattle. It's had a few problems, but it is uh, it is like a four six block area that does not allow police inside. In fact, when they had a shooting a couple mornings ago, they violently kept the police out so that they couldn't come in. They are serious. It, they don't care how it turns out. They don't want police there. Don't care. Yeah, sure, things are going to go wrong. Some shit might get lit on fire. Are police there? Then it doesn't fucking matter. And they're literally doing this outside Trump's castle. Uh-huh. And so they instead of calling it Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, because they call it Chaz in Washington on the other side of the country, in D.C.'s Washington, Washington, D.C., they call it the Black House Autonomous Zone. God, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Turning the White House into the Black House. I mean, like, literally. Like, literally, like, destroy the whole thing if you have to. Char it down or just paint it if you want. But, like, get rid of the whole color just so they understand, you know, that White House is not... You know what the bad thing about that is? What? <clears throat> it used to be red. When you think about it, even if the military did force its way inside to try to regulate whatever, there's no way you possibly could. Unless the military is there 24-7 to invoke a certain manner of martial law mm-hmm. um, to completely make the citizens uh, obedient to, what, democracy, mm-hmm. you know, or the regular way of life from the rest of the world, Yeah, well, you know, whatever bullshit you can, you can think of, you know, it's, it's impossible. Because there's always going to rebel, and as soon as they leave, they're going to go back to doing this right, the same thing. They're going to accumulate guns and uh, means of protection to uh, protect their way of living, and they're going to do the same thing. Yeah, you know, they unless they the literally, way, yeah, yeah, unless they literally bomb the area and kill everybody there mm-hmm. and just restart fresh, you know, uh, there's no way they can stop it. I just I see it as like a wave that's encroaching on a shore every time. You know, they fucking kill an innocent black person. Mm. You know, it's like the last few times, like Trayvon Martin, mm-hmm. you know, that shit. That they, start, they started a few riots here and there. You know, this next one, like, we're starting to freak out a little bit. If it happens again, especially by the end of the year, that's it. Like, I'll, I'll go into the Capitol building. Like, all of us will. I mean, but, that's the thing. Is like that's, At that point, we gave you a chance. One thing I, 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 I do wish is that um is that the black lives matter movement should move away from police brutality 
okay. as much because that's where everyone is coming with the most uh, opposing argument is police also shoot white people. Police brutality happens to all races and all this kind of stuff. And you're absolutely 100% correct. Police brutality is a issue for all races, yeah. all creeds, and all ways of life. Right. 100%. Although white people are not being killed as much as black people not in nearly. the percentage wage. Not nearly as not much. Not nearly. Not in any state. Not, not in any state. No. Not in any point of history. Not in anyone's ever. Dr- yeah, dude. Not, no, not no, ever. Yeah, yeah. So that's what people need to realize when we say that black lives matter if they want to look at it from the um, police brutality standpoint. It is happening everywhere. It is happening to everyone. But it is happening to black people more than anywhere. And not just police brutality. You're right to not focus it just on that too because it's everywhere. It's literally every single facet of life. Yes, every single one. Yeah. If people would really look at how are blacks treated in the judicial system? Prime, perfect, um, base minimum sentencing, yeah, that regular of, sentencing, repeat offender sentencing, sentencing exactly. treatment in prison. I mean, like exactly yeah, cell assignment in prison, that kind of thing, like all that, man. Yeah. If a white person and a black person did the exact same crime at the exact same time right. in the exact same place. Yep. Okay. Geo, what is it? One in six versus one in fourteen. Real quick, something like that. What do you mean? From thirteenth. Oh yeah. It, was it one in four? It was one in six, right? One in six black people spend time in prison versus one in fourteen white people. Right, right. That's well, a massive fucking discrepancy. Massive change. And and what I was trying to say is that the black person will get three times as much time as the white person. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Based and they call it what top. a mandatory sentencing or some bullshit like All that. Right, so know? I found a bullshit. Uh, so I went online looking for a graph. Yeah. Um just to a separation by race. Yeah, hit us. Um, oh, that's perfect. So what I found is that the highest levels of inequality and mortality risk are experienced by black men. Black men are about 2.5 times more likely to be killed by police over the life course than our white men. Black women are about 1.4 times more likely to be killed by police than our white women. And I mean, you know that those high school dropouts are sexist as fuck and they'll Mm -hmm. still... Be mm-hmm. raped. Oh my God, dude. Right. And that's why we say Black Lives Matter. Not that it's only happening to us. Not that we care more than anybody else in the world. It's just that this um, shit, this, the amount of bad things that happen to us is at a much higher level than any other race. Hands down. So hold on, let me uh, let me let me finish this just because it kind of goes deeper. Yeah, okay. get it. Go it ahead. goes. It it really does separate white privilege. In oh, sense. good. So <laughs> it says. All right. So so even further, it says although risks are estimated with less precision for American Indian men and women than for other groups, we show that they face a higher lifetime risk of being killed by police than do whites. American Indian men are between 1.2 and 1.7 times more likely to be killed by police than our white men. And American Indian women are between 1.1 and 2.1 times more likely to be killed by police than our white women. Latino men are between 1.3 and 1.4 times more likely to be killed by police than our white men. But Latino women are between 12 
percent and twenty three percent less likely to be killed by police than are white women. Both really? Asian and Pacific Islander men and women are more than fifty percent less likely to be killed by police than are white men and women, respectively. So Asians are less likely to be killed by white folks than, I mean, Asians are less likely to be killed by police than white folks. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. I think that's because at least Asians in America are a lot more peaceful. Well, I mean, I think it's probably just because, like, the population density is a lot less for Asians. Possibly. I feel like that's probably... But what I'm saying is, what this is saying is, they, as... Because I have heard the argument where people will say, oh, white people get killed by the cops more than black people, but it's like... A lot less. I mean, a lot less Asian people actually drive cars anyway. Whoever says that... For one, never paid attention to history class. Never paid attention to any documentary that was ever made about um, the black civil rights or black anything, period. Okay? And you just don't know the numbers. You are completely delusional and uneducated. Wait, wait. Are you talking about, like, when you're talking about, like, the civil rights movement and everything, you're talking about what they show kids in school, which is pretty much all the civil war, which is pretty much all the white men de- defending the black man and, like, letting them... Are you, is that what you're... Or, like, the civil rights movement? Are you talking about, like... Because, like, a lot of the documentaries are so fucking whitewashed now that it's, like, ridiculous. For of course them. they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're coming out with some good ones. Now they are. Yeah, I'm not watching that alt-right one, though. Fuck you. No. Dude, I cannot no. watch it. Tra- I can't watch... See the trailer? I can't even watch a trailer. I got five seconds and I saw those guys carry torches. I was like, fuck. <laughs> that guy, and I don't want to say his name because I don't want to give him Voldemort the platform power. Yeah, exactly. our podcast. Literally. No traction but here. That guy has something coming to him. I think eventually God is going to deal with him in the way that he should be. Oh, God. Yeah, Karma's a real bitch. I hope so. God, fuck him. Anyway, like, oh, I just, it blows our minds. You know, when we don't have words, when we don't have words for it, mm. you know, it's super bad. Anyway, okay, so, and fuck Blue Lives Matter. Fuck Blue Lives Matter. I can't even believe they tried to make that a thing. Let's just, just like that name, let's not even give that very much traction. We can just blow over that shit. That was such a... But you know, you know, you know why I'm not mad at All Lives Matter, essentially? Because... It's good that one of us isn't. Because, in my opinion, especially nowadays, with the turn that things have taken because the one thing that I can say Trump and Obama have done for this country is I feel like between the 90s and the early 2000s I think that racism had become so covert that it took a black man to get into the White House to really lift the veil on the racist. And then when Trump came, they had somebody they could champion. They had somebody they could stand beside because Trump is heralded as a racist. And nine times out of 10 nowadays, if you're having a conversation with somebody and they're white and they say to you, I'm a Trump supporter, the first thing that jumps into your mind is racist. Nine times out of 10 for me. Okay. And where I'm going with that is the reason I'm not mad about all lives matter is because when somebody says that to me, I have to assume that you know everything that's going on. I have to assume that you know um, 
of, of that you know of Michael Brown, that you know of George Floyd, that you know of, um, uh, what was the guy that got killed right in front of his wife? Right in front of his wife. Oh, oh, Fernando Castillo. Yeah, you. I, mm-hmm. I have to assume that you know that. I have to assume that you know about the kid that got shot in Chicago sixteen times. Mm-hmm. I have to assume that sixteen shots. It was a. It's a documentary on who. That shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. I have to assume that you know. Amari Abram. Yeah, that you know Sandra Bland, that you mm-hmm. know of all this shit. So when you Eric say Cohen. all lives matter to somebody that is literally just pleading for us to be cared about. We're just pleading for our respect in this country. That's it. It's simple. And we don't feel like our lives matter. So all lives matter. You saying that to us means that you are undermining. That you yes. are literally under you are undermining us. So then another thing that you do when we say black lives matter is or or we or we speak out against police killing black people is you say, well, what about black on black crime? You guys kill each other every day. Mm-hmm. Black people kill each other every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So <laughs> like like little Johnny doesn't mm-hmm. have a trench coat and an AR-15 under his fucking bed. Mm-hmm. 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 So let's to that. What kind of argument is that for you to come to me and say, oh, so because there's a select few of black people killing each other because they're in destitute situations and they resort to those things when you're in destitute situations that that person that that black person that was minding his business or he might have had what what what, what they say he had a, a um uh he, he was he was selling he, he was selling he was boosting or some shit so he deserved to die so somebody that literally did not deserve to die because of black on black violence because of something that probably didn't have shit to do with them he deserved to die. That's what you're saying to me. I mean, okay, and like, do you want me to? Because I can, I can, I can, like, you know, ex, like taking all the parts out of a machine. I can yeah, literally. No, soapbox rock. Soapbox rock. I was going around the room. No, okay, I well, to say too. so let's soapbox let's rock. trace back what they say. Like, even though, and most of the time, those those ta- those those uh, statistics are skewed. You know, when they say it's like black on black crime and all that, but. Every so often they do. And you know, like the, the statistics check out and you know why that is? It's because they manage to, like, if you have a whole square of districts, they manage to cut the square of districts to funnel out as many, like, black people as they can into their own district to skew these ratios, right? And in those same districts, those are also the same districts that get funding cut right that get like less routes for anything they have less amenities like they're put into the older fucking areas and they're not looked over and so they're run by slumlords and so it's all it's this self not self-sustaining it's this self-destroying inherent racism where they've always made these neighborhoods terrible and do like that's what you mean when you say like you know he doesn't have an ar-15 under his bed what you actually mean is that for generations now black people have been made to be almost forced to be systemically poor yeah, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. concept of us being able to, and you'll hate this, mm-hmm. the concept of us being able to pull any of us being able to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and achieve mi- is 
bullshit. Is, no. Absolutely. No. You sum it up like bullshit. Let's use the science and use our words. Is actually assuming that there aren't barriers in our way and that we actually have justice and true freedom when really all we have is a massive wooden fence in our way and the ability to, if we ask the man politely, to get a soapbox to stand to see over the fence so we can actually see the world for a little bit, whereas he lives on the other side of the fence. Yeah. You know, he straight lives there. And that's what he calls that equality or equity. And that's not liberation itself is where that fence is gone. And we're all part of the same fucking field. And that's all Black Lives Matter is trying to do. And they think it's all for black people. But black people want to do that because it means equality for all in the end. Because they know that if it's not them and they don't stop the problem that stopped it from happening, that that made it happen to them, it's just going to happen to the next people. The next See, race, the next poverty-stricken anyone. Yeah, and that's, and that's I forgot. Oh my bad. Somebody somebody said that on the podcast where they said, if you have if don't shit on Black Lives Matter. If you want your if if you feel like your race doesn't matter, then make Asian lives matter. Mm-hmm. Then make um make Muslim lives matter. Mm-hmm. Make fucking. Slovakian lives matter, literally, but don't shit on ours. No, literally Simple. don't. But no. it's like, like it's only white folks who who are saying all all lives matter. Asian you, folks ain't saying it. No, China, Hong Kong, they're with us, dude. Hong Kong is still with us. Oh my they, god, they're, they're, they're so with us. Good. Mexicans are with us. Every, all other minority races besides white people are with us. Mm-hmm. Okay, because what people are failing to fucking realize is that all lives cannot matter until black lives begin to. Simple. Yeah. Oh yeah, and most Period. importantly, calm now. I also want. I also want to take that away. Uh, not not to take away from your steam at all. American white people are the only ones that say all lives matter. You really don't oh, see that sure. anywhere else. It's just American white for, people. For too. Sure. Britain. For sure. They're all. They're all. All of them. Mm. And 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 no one can really argue that fact. Yeah. How the fuck can you sit, say, sit there and say all lives matter? Yeah. All lives matter, but you're not caring about the black lives. How can all lives matter if black folks don't or black lives don't? You're literally saying if you say all lives matter, you are literally saying black lives don't. That's the lesson. I don't know if, if you're listening to this. That's what we're trying to tell you. If you see someone that's saying all lives matter, they're literally telling you they're racist. You're saying that's what you're literally saying, and now sums up. Right? Just to piggyback off of what what, what Gio said, um, because he had said that that he isn't mad at the All Lives Matter movement. Now I can agree with that to a certain degree because the Black Lives Matter movement is so um is so wrapped up in police brutality, like I said earlier in the show yeah okay yeah they're so wrapped up in, in police brutality yes police brutality happens to all races but we talked about the numbers okay it's not happening to nobody else more than us but when you look at the judicial system even businesses black people are twice as likely to get denied for a, for a business loan than white folks yeah. that's not equality and you it's know not equality. Yeah, you know yeah. it's like in every single aspect of life black folks are getting shitted on let me ask you something you just bought a house right yes were you nervous going to the loan office no no okay no because I just didn't well I mean because like there's like I said I can't see I don't know I don't know if that's like is that a huge thing it was like an eye opener for me well I've said this before 
at least here in Lansing, Michigan. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I gotta remember. I I've never dealt with face-to-face racism and that's a super important thing for you white people to remember by the way that's what we forget is that if we haven't been anywhere outside of our tiny little zone and seen what it's like in areas where that shit's prevalent don't fucking make judgments if you don't fucking know if you haven't fucking been there and you're supporting all lives matter you're just saying you're an ignorant piece of racist shit Mm -hmm. say that Mm -hmm. you're trailer park trash i don't care how much money you make a year Mm -hmm. but sorry yeah I've never dealt with it face to face. So I don't have the fear that most have going into a lender's office or, or even dealing with the police. I'm really not you mad. Yeah. I don't I don't have that fear here. I've been here all my life for, 30, for 31 years and I've never had an instance with the police um, in, in a bad way. I've never had um, I've never had a, had a racist instance to my face. Has it maybe happened around me? I can speculate. Yeah. I can probably say, oh, this person. You don't exactly racist. trust them. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely not, 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 not that I, shit. But. I've never had it straight up to my face. I've never felt um, wrong by the police here. Yeah. You know, and that's because Lansing is a major fucking mixing have you, have you pot. Lansing, have you been okay? Huh? Have you been okay in Lansing so far? Uh, well, oh, I can say. Growing up, yes, but I can definitely say that I started to notice it when I started serving, mm. and it wasn't mm-hmm. necessary. It wasn't even. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it was. It wasn't even. It's. It's not in your face. Well, we're just talking about it's the in police. the. It's not in your face. It's in the tips. But no, as far as police, no. <laughs> okay, yeah, but oh no, no. Seriously though, that inherent racism really will hurt the tips. But see, karma. That's the thing is it will, it'll pay us both back. You know, like if I, if there's a nasty piece of shit table and I'm nasty to them, and they give me like a dollar. Mm-hmm. I literally will throw like if it's written on the credit card, you know, plus one dollar or whatever for a tip. I'll throw that away. I won't keep it at all because I know that two tables later, they're going to give me like 30 bucks on like a $20 bill because they love me. You know, they do the same thing for him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's like every five or six tables or so you just get somebody who's like, oh, yeah, you're awesome. You know, right. and that's the lesson. That's not us. That, who, that bad tip that wasn't about us mm-hmm. you know it was literally about them right. but see Josh with you saying that when I listen to what you say because there are black people like that I just want to know why are you not all lives matter because I feel like I feel like in take in, when when you said what you said on take off anytime I feel like you were all lives matter uh, right yeah. right for a while it took me a minute to agree with the black lives matter movement because the black lives matter movement was perpetuating some sort of a false narrative and it was giving people an insecurity that um i didn't agree with and i still don't honestly i don't it's really limiting i feel like but it really puts you guys into a very big or a very small box you know Go right on. but to me the reason why i support it now because like i said twice now on the show is that I look at the Black Lives Matter movement as something bigger than police brutality. I look at the value of the black lives being respected and given the equalness of every other um, race. It's just black lives and, and when it comes to police, the judicial system, the education in the business world the education system everything the black lives is not valued Mm -hmm. is not valued the human value just the basic human value basic human value to kind of to kind of piggyback off what you're saying the problem that i have 
with people in their relationship with Black Lives Matter is that I feel like just because the Black Lives Matter movement itself could probably be be run by uh, some bad apples, mm-hmm. some people that don't have the great in, the best intentions in hand. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, didn't we I talk about that? I think that the issue with that is one sec, Rob. Yeah. I think that the issue with that is people need to take a step back and understand that it's not about who's running it and it's not about their intentions. At the end of the day, Black Lives Matter is about Black Lives Mattering. It's not about anything other than that. So right. you can let you hey if if that's if that's the problem, get right. them motherfuckers out of there. Mm-hmm. But if we're gonna put Black Lives Matter on our backs, mm-hmm. then it we don't give a fuck who's running that little fraction because that just that's a very small piece of the puzzle. Right. I mean, right, dude. The, right. Yeah, we, who cares? When we don't a, fucking need. Who's right. a fuck about your five fucking demands? Does that have anything to do with the systemic racism built into the Thirteenth Amendment of the Constitution? No, motherfuckers. Right. You're just saying what the nearest problem is that you want solved. Like, let it evolve. Mm-hmm. If you box it mm-hmm. in like that, you're killing the strength of the movement. Right. The right people on. who are real believers who see the bigger picture but see the, aren't going to contribute because they realize you're just going to stop there. Mm-hmm. But see, the we thing is, I just think that if the focus, if what what people try to do is they have completely um, boxed us in with the bad apples that were or are running the Black Lives Matter movement. So it's just like, that's the lens that they see the Black Lives Matter movement. That's the see-all-end-all authority. And that's not how how movements are. Yeah, so now when people say Black Lives Matter, nine times out of ten, they're saying it in a negative light. But it's just like, it's not about who's running it. It's about it's about what the problem is. It's obvious. Yeah. It is so obvious that our lives don't matter. So fuck who's running it. Yeah, right. Don't look at us like that. I'm right. just saying. And I think for so long, when I didn't really support the Black Lives Matter movement, I was too. Um, I was paying attention too much to the bad apples, like you just said, the people who are making the Black Lives Matter movement look like um, a very racist movement and using it for their own personal agenda you know like i always reflect back to the incidents back when bernie sanders was running for president and trump yeah bernie sanders and trump okay bernie sanders was at um his rally okay and there was a black girl who was representing the black lives matter movement who interrupted bernie sanders during his speech and got up on stage while he was there and was very rudely and very, very niggerish, you know, telling Bro. him to let her speak, let her speak. And he, Bernie Sanders was calm. He was cool, collective. He was like, I will just let me finish my speech first and then we'll have questions and I'll give you your chance. Just give me some time. Let me let me do what I came here to do. Yeah. You know, and she was being a fucking nigga, like straight up huh. and just completely just completely making the whole movement look like shit. She disgraced us. Yeah. Flat the fuck out. Disgraced us. National as, television. As, as a International movement. television. On TV, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I looked at that. I'm like, at first, I'm like, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of people who are um, using this as their own self-agenda, using Platform. it the wrong way, and um, just making us all look bad. Mm-hmm. But I cannot continue to 
not support the movement because of a few bad apples. Yeah, and you know, honestly, and the, the most important thing I think is that like people misunderstand the definitions. You know, Black Lives Matter equals All Lives Matter. All mm-hmm. Lives Matter equals racist. You know, you if you're saying Black Lives Matter, that means that you recognize that the problem is systemic and that it has hurt specifically Black people since the beginning of the country, right? If but, you're saying All Lives Matter, you're not recognizing that. No, the biggest problem is that we've been doing it to one race of people, mm-hmm. and our country is set up to do that to one race or class of people. No, Rob, I think I think it's sicker than that, and that's what I that's what I've been trying to say. I think that the people that say All Lives Matter. Because these motherfuckers that say that are saying this, they look at their phones just like we do. They get their news from most of the same resources that we do. Everybody's watching the same shit, so I have to assume that you know what's going on. So if you come to me and you say all lives matter, I'm going to assume that you know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And you that know? when you say that, it comes from a sick fucking place. No, dude. I, I look at it differently. Because I'm not going to really chop it up to everybody who says all lives matter is racist. I'm not going to do that. Mm. What I'm going to say is that there are people who are um, racially insensitive. People who are live in a certain environment all their lives and never had to never had to deal with the type of things that black folks had to had Um, to deal with. Underexposed, undereducated. I'm trying to find a good. All the above. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the perfect one. You know, I see what you're saying because. I personally know people. I've worked with some some people who basically been just lived their certain type of life and never had to experience ours. Sheltered. Sheltered. um, Bubbled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, they're just insensitive. Uh They're just insensitive. They, they, They don't know. They don't know how it feels. They've never been and didn't haven't cared enough to come down off their pedestal to try to uh, just be eye, eye level with us. There's shame on their parents for that, too. You know, so I wouldn't say you're racist because, mm-hmm. like I said, people who I know personally, they deal with black people, you know, and they're cool and cordial with them. So I'm not going to say they're racist, but you are racially fucking insensitive to the to the people who are hurting in America. No, oh, fuck you. You're racist. But look, this is what I got to say. Josh, I just kind of crazy this idea, right? Mm-hmm. You know how me and you we grew up in Lansing, right? Okay. We we never experienced race. I've never been called a nigger. I've never been denied something because I was black. Not that I know of. I've been under tip like a motherfucker because mm-hmm. I serve in white man's land out in Okemos and shit. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um. That wouldn't that make people question our intentions then? Because weren't we kind of raised in the same kind of no in no. the same kind of bubble as other people? Because Yo, you're not never no, experienced the racism because you're Absolutely not thinking not. hard enough. Because you passed over that those tips because you not being in the bubble is so normalized to you. You've witnessed racism a million times. Think back. What tables do everybody hate waiting on in t- in restaurants? Black tables. How bad is it? It's terrible. How bad? Like every single person. Right? Every single server. There's literally only two servers, maybe three in that place. I don't mind who they take. No. Nope. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, just because it, that's the thing is that you're so saturated in it that you probably don't see. Just like uh, white people are so saturated in their fucking bubbles that they probably don't see. But think back to high school. 
But well, no, but you know what it is though. You know what it is. I was I was giving I was giving those tools to get up in arms uh-huh. because my parents made me watch my, my mama made me watch Roots because uh-huh. my mama made me watch Rosewood Dude, Roots though for real my, my mama mm-hmm. made me watch all those Kute all Kinte. those different things you too. know I know and, and what you gotta realize is that blowing, growing up in a black household because we may not have ever dealt with um, our direct racism from a white person mm-hmm. we grew up with, white, with, with racism mm-hmm. our parents you can say it's borderline racist. This is what we mean by systemic, you know, too, you guys. This is actually what we're talking about, where it goes back well, generations. They're taught defensive mechanisms from generations before them because racism's been going on for so long. Sorry. sorry. Right, right. Because our parents grew up in that in that racist time, in that racist era, you know, in that time where they had to be scared of, you know, going to the bathrooms, drinking from certain water fountains, you know, being on the back of the bus, being scared to go to school because of white folks and stuff, you know? Right, yeah. Right. Our parents grew up during that time frame. My mom didn't. Okay. Whether our mom didn't, our our grandparents grandparents did. Basically, our parents, the the, the hatred and the racist um, mindset was, was passed down from our grandparents to our parents and even to us. Like I said, although we may not have been uh, experienced face to face, yeah, we grew up with all our lives. Our parents always told us, you know, be careful when you're around white folks. Be careful saying this or looking like this or acting like this. Like, like this. Always present yourself in a way to to be non-offending to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, pay attention, white people. This is taught to children. It 100. percent yeah, 100%. I watched. I watched Roots all the way through before yeah, be, I was sixteen. Be fucking horrified right now, just FYI. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, continue. Of, you have to teach it to, to children, especially yeah. black kids. Yeah. Because if you don't teach it to, to black kids, and a black and a black boy comes in contact with the police, and it's just not respectful, mm-hmm. and is acting like a person who didn't have that talk, basically, it could the outcome of the situation could it could be vastly different and this can be let me let me point out too that this this happens at almost all economic stratas Mm -hmm. you know like middle class down right and then you've got like when you hit poverty level and you've got the two because like you know this this is a common thing for uh for white people too it'd be like so poverty stricken that they're like rednecks or like the silver nail gang you know where they're trashy right and so like those then it's even worse because like let's say that your father then has already been in prison a few times white guy too right he Mm -hmm. doesn't teach you to react to cops the same way he's like no fuck the police like Mm -hmm. fuck those pigs right well if you're a white dude even being like that is still not going to get you in as much trouble as being a black kid doing that at all right dude and And that's going to get you beat the fuck up you know like he's just going through a phase right oh god I hate it that's exactly what white folks would say you know what I'm saying yeah he's got full sleeves full oh he's just going through a phase right he cut his girlfriend's eye with glass he'll be a doctor for sure right in a black household perception has to be taught to your kids Mm 100 and a million percent that's fucking horrifying that doesn't make sense but I I know but 100% we have to learn we have to be taught perception because the way the outside world view us as black men is vastly different if you don't if you don't act a certain way basically for for lack of better terms we have to because if you are acting like a person with 
you know, your pants hanging off your ass and, you know, talking mad slang and just yep. seeming mad educated, then you're going to be looked at as a nigga. You're going to be looked at as a low life. You're going to be looked at as somebody who, whose life isn't worth living yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah. You know? They see you as a second class person. They don't see our worth. No. They don't see us because of the perception. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's, ex that's it's horrifying. And it's 100% shouldn't be the way the world is. Because when you look at it like, look at it, look at it, look at it in the eyes of a woman. When a woman walks around, say, you know, with her titties all out and with a super skinny um, skirt, you know, sure. and then she's looking like a whore, you know, you're going to cast her as a whore. You know, and you're going to say, you know, if she was raped, oh, she was asking for it by the way she was dressed. Huh. Oh, she was this and oh, she was that. When no matter who she is, how she dressed, yeah. what type of body part she chooses to show, you could just teach your your men not to sexualize her. Well, yeah, yeah. she should not. She should not have been in, been um, treated mm -hmm. wrongly based off her appearance. Mm -hmm. Women like that, and and black people victim shaming. Yeah, victim shaming. And black yeah. people, to me, have a lot in common. Mm. Because you have to constantly worry about your perception to the outside world. Threat or detection. You, right. Or you're going to be looked at as a threat mm -hmm. or someone whose life and uh, rights does not matter. It's a different... I mean, it's almost the same. You're right. But the difference is, is that you're looking to make sure that you don't appear as a threat. And they're mm -hmm. looking to see if anyone else is a threat. Mm-hmm. And so it's an interesting combination, but those are like natural skills that, yeah, like white men would never know. You never. know, you'd have to be, you'd never. have to be super, super smart to be educated in pretty much any of that stuff to be able to look out, realize that you live in that bubble and try to like get outside it and educate yourself and all mm -hmm. that stuff, which is of course another way of bragging about myself. But on top of that, <laughs> but on top of that, like, it's, you know, oh, fucking all lives matter. Fuck them. You know what frightens me now that like, listening to you guys speak um, is, you know, when you talk about bubbles, when you talk about um, privilege, not necessarily privilege, just how black kids have to, oh. at such a, at, at such a young age, cater to perception. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. even, just even as kids don't scare the white people. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it really, it, it really frightens me because in order to see outside of these boxes, just like Rob said, you have to have a certain level of intelligence. Uh -huh. And <clears throat> the people don't really truly understand how deep systematic oppression runs or just systematic control, period. Yeah. Which, because when, especially now, the time, the amount of time that people spend in their phones, um, binge watching Netflix, mm -hmm. just taking in media and just how they say life imitates art art imitates life people are more than they are willing to admit they're influenced by what they see every day they're influenced by the media they're influenced by the way things are projected to them uh -huh. and our education our what's used to entertain us if there's a hidden message in it we're gonna be we're gonna suck that up 
And what scares me is I feel like we are at our most vulnerable because of how comfortable we are from within this system. Uh, Which is why those autonomous zones uh, fascinate the fuck out of me mm-hmm. because those because those kind of people because what's so crazy is when somebody heard when when people heard defund the police, they had to be like, How is that even possible? Mm-hmm. We need <laughs> yeah. we need the police. Yeah, we, we had that we conversation need, at work. We yeah. need them, but we have to have them. Why? Yeah. Why, why, why do we have to have help, them in their current form? How are they helping you? Do, I they can prevent, do they prevent crime? No. No, you wouldn't know what would prevent crime. The deprivatization of prisons, according to the man who invented the panopticon and designed the whole theory of punishment and discipline that we teach at our, our Ivy League schools. Oh, by the way, I read that. And so what it talks about is how we... Of course you did. (laughs) Of course I did, right? And so, yeah, Mikel Foucault, he's really a genius. Jeremy Bentham is the guy who actually invented the Panopticon. Originally, he invented it to to keep track of vestal virgins, to make sure they were still virgins before marriage. It's like a a private school thing for children. That whole design... Huh? Go ahead and flex, man. Okay, so the whole design that they use yeah, for the damn. pod system was, was, was designed by was designed by Jeremy Bentham. But anyway, he talks about like how originally discipline was done by like you know if you were caught of a heresy or something like that, they strap you to a you know like a rack like Braveheart. Uh-huh. First punishment: cut open your intestines, <sighs> cut open your stomach, pull your intestines out, put it on your chest. Ouch. That was the first thing you would leave for live for three weeks after that because your body could still absorb water, and so they force feed you water. But after that, it was they would just start tearing off chunks of you with hot irons. You know, they let the crows feast on you. They pluck out your Do eyes. You that? That, that kind of yeah. tinge they, you back. They, like, yeah, they'd slit your cheeks. They cut off your ears. Three weeks. Three weeks of you screaming. Mm-hmm. And here's the here's the kicker. They stopped doing it because eventually, like those people would confess, and then they proceed with like the torture, but after a day or so of torture, these people would start cursing out God. They start cursing out the government and the crowd started to believe them. Uh. Yeah. That's where you're starting to see. Right. So here's the thing is that eventually when we moved to like guillotines, right? Well, same thing when they were getting these men on the chopping block, these men said, all I was doing was stealing, stealing goods from the privileged, from the rich. And this is like just pre, you know, the, the reign of terror, you know, the French revolution where they killed like 14,000 nobles over the course of like a week. And so (laughs) also Uh know that. And so, uh, they moved all the, the guillotines, you know, into prisons and, you know, they used to put people in stocks. You Mm -hmm. realize that, you know, Uh what stocks were that, that those are the original prisons. Prisons were never supposed to be private because the biggest thing that, that, that Mikel Foucault theorized that makes people commit crime is their pride. If they can be seen as a hero, what happens when you lock up a criminal in a place of other criminals? What was your crime? If it was good enough, you're a hero there, right? That's not a punishment. You know, unless you're obviously like a child molester and then you get murdered. But if it's like, oh, yeah, I totally was jacking like a whole semi of, you know, like uh, of cigarettes. And I got about half of them sold in the neighborhood before the cops busted me. Like, oh, dude, that's badass. You know, you're guaranteed guaranteed to make friends in that the prison like that. Right. Uh, so it encourages that kind of thing. But okay. if you had all these people exposed, if you had schools give tours of these rows of public just in like public square prisons, you know, these men wouldn't feel so good, would they? See, children, this man got caught doing this. Look at his face. Now, how do you think he feels locked in that cage? How do you feel locked in that cage? Do you feel cool? Right? Shame them. 
let them feel shame because that's how you prevent the they're not doing a heroic thing they're committing a crime right but the problem is they won't do that because eventually you know the prisoners decrying their crime would eventually talk the populace into following them because the crimes that they were being prosecuted for were things like smuggling and stealing from the rich Anyway, so let's wrap this all the way back around, right? The biggest problem that we have is that we shouldn't have privatized prisons, and it's been hurting us. And the whole birth of discipline and punishment says that the way that we're doing everything about it is wrong. Yeah, police are just round, rounder uppers. They're just, they, they just, they're just, they just, they just do roundups. The they're world's just most cowboys. glorified gang. Honestly, if you really think about it, what crime do they prevent? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what they're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. So, if we're on the topic of. Um, policing mm-hmm. how do you feel or what do you think um, the police could do better okay well right now they do they do a bunch of like policy satellite based policing where they follow an algorithm you know so many patrol routes so many officers go respond to crimes pick up the people and bring it back they bring they, they do law enforcement and this thing that they're actually, I helped, you know, study with eight criminal justice, you know, a month or two back. And we studied this thing called community policing, which is so funny. It's becoming like this trending topic topic now oh, where, yeah. they, where they send out officers who are either trained from and immersed in, but have regular patrol routes inside a community and they don't go back to like a patrol base. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're immersed in the community. They're part of the community and they are more focused on crime prevention. Mm-hmm. They find one person hanging out on the street corner. They see if they can't help them. Mm-hmm. And that's really what they're about. They're not there to, oh, get off this fucking property, all that stuff. No. I mean, if you increase, and the thing that you would have to do too is like ramp up the requirements and the pay for people like that, you know, because you're not going to need nearly the same amount of officers. You're only going to need one or two officers for a good neighborhood because they can just call other officers from other neighborhoods to come help, really, if they need. You know, and you mo- we'll have an emergency mobile unit, you know, for hostage situations and things like that. It's not like they're talking about getting rid of everything. They're just talking about decentralizing where they are and making them actually stay out in the communities because right now the communities hate them because they don't really see them except as every so often a car that passes by. Yeah, I just, I, I feel like... You're already fucking up when, for one, you you just like how we were talking about somebody that grew up in their bubble. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten is going to be the person that's policing your community. Mm-hmm. So they already don't know what the fuck is going on. They don't know the slang. They don't know who's from there. They don't know their. Mo- they it don't could know the be mamas, any. It could be a grandmas. random officer's first you time patrolling your neighborhood. Yeah. You wouldn't know. So if you made sure to get somebody from around the neighborhood in the neighborhood. That's a whole right. different story. Around the block. Mm-hmm. The and people, they would want to have that fucking yeah. job because they would know everyone they were around. Right. They wouldn't be going back to this house of strangers. And let's be clear. And they would want got, to protect. If you got community. 20 good cops and 1,000 mm-hmm. corrupt cops who won't say anything, you have 1,020 corrupt cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You take all the decentralization out of that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, community policing, which nobody will actually stick with because the formula they have works for the rich white man, right? But mm-hmm. all this, all the research points to it being much better. Yeah, most of the time when when you talk about um, when when you talk about canceling something mm-hmm. like that, it's really just on a systemic level why most people would agree that you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just because, and also just being afraid. Mm-hmm. Like, but what are you afraid of? What what's to stop somebody from shooting up a school right now? What's to stop stop somebody from 
shooting up a park right now. Well, that, what, and, and that's what kind just of, for the record. There is no prevention. Just for the record, that's um, most of the shootings, all but one of the mass shootings of schools, everything, et cetera, has, has been, been white people. White people, except for the one which was South Carolina? No. Are you talking uh, about NC? The D.C. sniper. He was black. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Asian kid mm, who did know. the one thing, it's too. No, I'm I guess he doesn't really he, count. He, he was the only sniper. one. Well, the pair. It was a pair, wasn't it? I don't yeah. know. I think it was two guys. Yeah. yeah, it was like a dad and his son or something. No, it, but wasn't, it's a, it wasn't his son. No, it was like a, a two guys. Anyway, okay, so that, yeah. That's the only one. You're absolutely right. I mean, like, mm, right? Stay calm. So, G, what, what's, what's your answer? For what? What What do you think the police can do better? Or how do you think policing can, can improve the relationship with the community? I don't think they can because their formula is already fucked up. Because they send somebody from Beverly Hills to the east side of Detroit. That's fu- that's not going to work. They send somebody from uh from from Silicon Valley to Brooklyn. No, that's okay, not going to fucking is, work. The question isn't what they've already been done, been doing. What do you think they can do to to uh, to make it better? Because that's what they're that's what they're doing now. Like what you're saying. I'm saying what can they do to make it better? How can they restore the faith in the community? I have no faith in our in our justice system, so I don't think there is anything they can do better. I think they should be. I think that it is about time for some new shit. I don't think there's anything. Oh, that's good. You were never going to come what, up with what kind of new shit, mine. huh? What kind of new shit? We were just talking about. Well, yeah, the community I mean, policing. Yeah, community policing. Right, I'm saying you, you don't have any other. Like, no, I, no, I absolutely agree with Rob. Yeah, I'm your brain trust. Come on, I pretty no, much nailed I, this shit. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with Rob. They should definitely have Rob, you are taking this better server thing. Hmm. Way too good. Yeah, cause he cause he trying to sun me. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like to, to show that he, he he got better answers than me. Cause 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 he came in here with a bone to pick because cause they was talking about how I'm a better server at work and shit. So okay. now first of all, I'm not <laughs> drunk anymore. So now he so gotta sun me with smart shit. Not <laughs> I may have been drunk and salty when I showed you. up with the long since then. No, I don't miss shit. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Um what do you okay. have? Do you have an answer or you pretty much agree? No, I com- I completely agree. Um with everything you you said. People should of the same community should police people of that community, and I think that would cut down a lot. You know what I'm saying? So like the racist alt right people, let them be around their own people and, and, and police them. So therefore, they won't come in contact with people who they can't stand or feel that they're high and mighty and above, and mm-hmm. you know, just right, dude. have if, to completely mis- mistreat the people who they don't know. If the officer throwing you in the back of the car has the same Lexus you do, right? You know, like. Sh- he ain't gonna feel bad about it. Right. He's gonna be like, no, right. you shouldn't have been drunk and disorderly, bitch. Like, what are you gonna do? Sue me? Well, just bribe my army of lawyers too, fucker. You know. Right. Whereas, go ahead. That would be one hundred percent better. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I think that police, the thing should change with police. I think, I think the standard, um, patrolling street cops at least, should not have lethal weapons on them. Yeah, like Bobby's. We have enough rapid resp- you know, bobbies in uh, England. The the regular the coppers in England, the regular cops, they don't have uh, firearms. Well, yeah, they shouldn't have lethal. Yeah, they yeah, have tasers and firearms. Yeah, tasers, things to subdue mace and yeah people. You know, and this may be a little video gameish. You know, but I do feel that they do have guns, like neck guns. 
I don't know what the fuck that is, Rob. Um, it fires a net. What do you think a net gun does? Okay, go I, ahead. I thought you said neck gun. Oh no, net gun. Like, what the fuck is a net gun? No, fire a net at him. That's sorry. That's that's some video game shit. But it's a thing that exists. You can literally... something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or just a gun that shoots an electrified <coughs> bullet at someone. To you shoot him once. It's like it tases them in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, but it shoots long long distances mm-hmm. and it immobilizes them. Yep. You know, so that you can come in, wrap their ass up, take them away. Non-lethal force should be the new standard for all races. I think for all, problem. all at least, for all at least street patrol cops. I can understand when things escalate, and we got like. Sorry. Come on, man! In the mic. I'm sorry. Um, like I said, I can understand when things escalate and it gets to like. A, a person with hostages or in a very tense hostile situation where somebody got to get taken out you got a response you know? team for that right you got a response team for that SWAT team yeah. can maybe be the ones to handle the deadly force it's not even saying don't have the guns in your car exactly in your trunk or something you know? and yeah. when if if the situation occurs when they have to lose, use deadly force they better have a damn good reason why yeah. And every single cop, for every lethal bullet they fire, they should be placed on placed on the stand. They should be held accountable for every single fucking shot. By an independent body. That's why I like what Black Lives Matter does. They had that in Watchmen. In Watchmen? Yeah. What's that mean? Watchmen. It's completely comical. In Watchmen, they had it to where the dispatch, if you were going to use your gun, mm-hmm. you had to call in a dispatch and... Yeah. They had to unlock it for you. Yeah, they had like a remote unlocking yeah. system. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the exact what should happen. You know, or use a special code so that once you put it in, mm-hmm. you know, people, the other other cops or, or the headquarters or whatever know, hey, this officer just put in his code. You know, and the thing is, is, that would help with community, poli- with community policing, too, because less police spread out over an area means that, like, you can have more of a centralized supervisory force so that if they need that stuff, they can just tune into the body cam, rewind real quick, see what happened, mm-hmm. you know, or if they're not watching it already, like if they're like, OK, we're pulling over a subject. Well, then, you know, you know that this guy has to be watched because he's pulling over somebody over. This guy's responding to a domestic violence mm-hmm. that still leaves you three screens of somebody who's just doing patrols. Mm-hmm. But, right. Well, see, here's hey. my thing. When you when you ask that question, what we think that the police can do better, that's assuming that they give a fuck what we think. Mm-hmm. Of course, they think all lives matter. Of course. Yeah. Because they're missing the point. Yeah. But cancel all lives matter. Fuck that. Calm. Calm. Stay calm. Jinx. Right. Stay calm, calm baby. Stands for cancel. All, all lives, lives matter. Fuck y'all niggas. Yeah. Do you uh? You want cancel me to start? it. Should I start? Let Go me start. Go ahead. Kick it. Trusting others, but does trust require that we be blind to other people's motives or indeed to our own? Not at all. This would be folly. Most certainly, we should assess the capacity for harm as well as the capability for good in every person that we would trust. Such a private inventory can reveal the degree of confidence we should extend in any given situation. I am not a victim of others, but rather a victim of my expectations, choices, and dishonesty. When I expect others to be what I want them to be and not who they are, when they fail to meet my expectations, I am hurt. When my choices are based on self-centeredness, I find I am lonely and distrustful. I gain confidence in myself, however, when I practice honesty in all my affairs. When I search my motives and am honest and trusting, I am aware of the capacity for harm in situations and it can avoid those that are harmful. You trust, but you also be aware of the potential danger. 
Word. That's kind of deep. What do you got, guys? Uh, I don't really have a monologue tonight. <laughs> but I do have um, F.U.E. Lit for You Whenever Life is Torture coming out October 5th. Oh, also, fuck Columbus. Sorry, before I forget it. What? Fuck Columbus. I hate yeah, him. Fuck, fuck him. Dude, fuck him. I'm so glad. for Columbus? Yeah. yeah. Fuck oh, Columbus. Yeah. He's fuck a piece Columbus. of shit. Fuck him. Fuck that nigga. Anyway, sorry. That holiday should be canceled. Dude, yeah. done. Yeah. Cut. Cancel Columbus. Yeah. Easy. Cut. Oh, next episode. Cancel Columbus? We can go through all the the historical figures that we've been worshiping. that we, You know, like George Washington crossing the Delaware on Christmas Eve night. See and, you guys next time. And holidays. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. Cancel holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's stick with cancel Ooh. Columbus. It's a good start. It's like po- that. It's very poignant. We'll see. We'll see. We might change it. You got plenty of time to change the title. He works on all the titles, you guys. Not us. We just kind of let him go. Calm, baby. Right. Word. Do the thing. Brainchild of Geo. All right. Oh, fucking hell. I'm leaving. Just I'm Yo, leaving right now. It's another fucking episode. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for getting this far. We love you. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate everything you do for us. We like to say one thing at the end of every episode. Uh, we we have three like things in life that you cannot cancel. You cannot cancel love. You cannot cancel these nuts. <laughs> and you can't cancel this podcast. Thank you. Good night. If you we lit. Biatch. <laughs> <laughs>